Fan Podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. It's Claire here today and I'm podcasting solo again as I have a very special guest with me and we will be talking everything Defenders and obviously we don't want to spoil Tammy, Matt and Mel who have only seen the first two episodes. Not to rub it in guys, <laughs> but I will. Um, so joining me today is uh, Stuntmaster Extraordinaire and we'll go over everything that he's done. I am joined today by Justin Eaton. Thank you, Justin. I give everyone a round of applause. There you go. Ah, thank you, <laughs> Happy to be here today. Thanks. For thank you me. so much. And you got up super. Uh, well, you didn't get up super early, but we're recording very early for you and quite late-ish for me because uh, we are opposite sides of the globe at the moment. Yeah, uh, but it all works. I, uh, I appreciate you making the time. I'm no, no problem. Late. I just I appreciate chatting to you honestly. One of my I think I mentioned to you. Uh, I love chatting to um, people that worked on these shows, um, any of the Marvel Netflix shows. I'm a massive fan, um, and particularly people who work behind the scenes, because I think it's just as important. And you guys are the ones that put the show together as much as the actors. You know, we've chatted to, oh, no worries, we've chatted to Chris Brewster previously um, about obviously his work uh, doubling for Charlie Cox. But uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to chat to you guys because I think what you do is absolutely phenomenal oh well thank you so much i appreciate it uh, the job in general is kind of a gift as it is so uh it's always nice to hear some praises on <laughs> no worries um so i think I, I mentioned to you a minute ago before we were recording the way our podcast works is quite unusual in that um the day of the release of the defenders or the other series as well daredevil jessica jones i sit and watch the entire thing in one go um, so Defenders was nice because it was only eight episodes. It was a short marathon, <laughs> but um, uh, I watched them all in one go. And then myself and my co-hosts uh, cover one episode per week and we discuss what we think is going to happen. Obviously, I know. And I try not to spoil them and I try to to tease them a lot. Good to be in. <laughs> I know it's it's such a lot of power. I love it. <laughs> so I can go. I can tease my co-host and go, yeah, yeah, they don't all meet up until the last scene of the last episode, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't see that coming either. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. I love I love it. Um, but yeah, because um, obviously Defenders has has just aired. We, we're only two episodes in, and I didn't want to spoil anything for those guys, um, particularly with some of the stuff that that Stick gets into later in the season. So spoilers, guys, if you're still listening and you haven't seen it, spoilers, switch off now, listen later when you've watched the entire season. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, so I wanted to ask you, first of all, um, I've watched some of your um, your reels on YouTube and on your website, which are amazing and make me feel very guilty about not going to the gym for a while. Um, but I, I understand that you began in gymnastics and then moved into martial arts and then stunts, is that correct? Uh, yes, I, uh, when I was very young, almost, uh, I wouldn't know what the equivalent would be, the equivalent would be in, uh, in London, but like an after-school program of mm -hmm. gymnastics, um, just keep kids busy and moving and stuff, and uh, I did that for about seven years and stopped doing that and then did nothing for about a year, and my mom went, you have to do something. <laughs> and I thought, okay, so I'll do something. And I, I met someone randomly who was doing martial arts, and um, then that completely took over my life, uh, which was, uh, in the best way, a gift, because um, unknowingly I was training to be a stuntman without knowing what I wanted to do. Um, so martial arts just had me traveling around. I started competing, and I started meeting some like-minded people. 
Um, one of them was Chris Brewster. Um, oh, cool. Where we met almost, wow, almost 20 years ago. Wow. Um, Chris and I came up competing uh, on the same circuit, and then he was a part of a group called uh, Sideswipe, which did live performance shows and still actually works to this day doing mm -hmm. half shows and corporate events. And um, that was really getting a bit of the, the live aspect of it. And a lot of times that incorporated different fights and things that we would create. And um, I literally just got lucky. I, I fell into it, um, as a lot of us say jokingly. Um, <laughs> met some really great people out here that were willing to share knowledge with me. And it just, I've been very lucky, very fortunate. I always try to be prepared for uh, the opportunities that are there. But I, I claim luck a lot of the time. <laughs> well, it's luck and talent, so, you know, you have to big yourself up for the talent as well. So you're out in L.A. now, um, obviously working. Whereabouts uh, did you grow up, sorry? I grew up around Boston. Oh, okay, um, cool. Awesome city. Oh, I love it there. Um, yeah. Haven't been home in a little bit. I missed some snow, but um, working on the Marvel Defenders and, and all those other shows brings me at least back to New York. So sometimes I get to make a trip back and see some family and things. Yeah, back on the East Coast. So mm. did, did you, like, were you into comics when you were growing up? Like, were there any particular superheroes you enjoyed sort of reading about? I, I never got particularly into comic books themselves. Um, I always came across um, random things, like other kids with action figures, and I was always curious what they were. Um, so I ended up reading other people's things, um, at school that would, that would have comic books and I might read some, but I was never able to really get into a consistent rhythm of comics specifically. Um, a huge influence for me was actually, uh, like Ninja Turtles and nice. <laughs> TV, you know, jump split kicks off the couch and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so I never got particularly into them, but some superheroes that really stood out to me, um, one of them was Punisher actually. Because yeah. he was a unique character. So uh, that was a bit of my introduction into the Marvel world was uh, Punisher. Nice. And uh, you actually have done some work on the Punisher series, I know. And I know you can't spoil anything, but I just want to say that's really exciting. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was very honored to be asked to come and work on that show. Um, as it wasn't one that was really on the radar, and then all of a sudden, it was happening. Mm -hmm. And... They had a great coordinator, Tom Williams, over there, Eric Linden assisting him. Uh, you have Evan doing all the choreography, and then I just kind of was lucky enough to be a part of it. Um, and I'm really excited for that when it comes out. Um, I, I think it's going to be very different from kind of where uh, the five main Marvel shows have gone, and Punisher kind of goes a little bit off by itself. So I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, that seems to be like what I've heard. We, we spoke to... Um... Uh, to Stephen Sergic as well recently, who's um, one of the directors, and he said the same thing, that it's a very different show, um, which I, I'm very intrigued by because I guess that helps keep things fresh, and that's how the movies have done so well, and that they can do something like a Guardians of the Galaxy, but they can also do you know, an Ant-Man. It's, it's good. I like that they keep things fresh. Definitely. It's definitely because you, you'll find, um, you know, productions will find, you know, the, the key to success. Hey, this works, so we'll do it again. And one great thing about Marvel is that if something works, we can do it better, or we mm -hmm. can do something completely different and make that better. So it, it's keeping everything exciting. I'm, I'm amped. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Um, so you actually um, hinted at one of the questions I was going to ask a moment ago. So one of the, the important questions um, that I asked Chris Bruce when I spoke to him, obviously very important question, 
and I think I might know your answer from seeing some of your YouTube videos, but is who is your favorite Ninja Turtle? You may be able to get this. Um, <laughs> when I met uh, Chris Brewster uh, many years ago on the circuit, my main thing that I did uh, was staff, mm -hmm. uh, bow staff, mm -hmm. just a six foot stick. Uh, so Donatello always spoke through. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it was such a, it, he kind of was a contradiction, you know, they're turtles that all of a sudden are big and can fight, but he's also an intellectual, you know, mm -hmm. very good with uh, computers and things. So it, I always found him fascinating. It was really cool. Definitely. He's, he's my favorite too. And I did uh, like years and years and years ago, I did a tiny bit of um, like staff work, but that was with the fire staff, you know, fire in each oh, end. Really? And I'm so out of practice and I watched your videos and was like, I need to get back into that because it just is so much fun. <laughs> oh yes, there's still instructional videos up online. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow them. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I they're good. I they're good. <laughs> so um, with the the uh, getting into working for Marvel, because not only did you uh, have you worked on the Marvel shows, but you also um, worked in the movie of Doctor Strange. Um, I believe doubling not only for uh, Benedict um, Cumberbatch, but also Benjamin Bratt, and um, also a diff different company, but you worked on Deadpool as well, um, which is Marvel, but obviously is uh, owned by a different studio. How did you get into the, the job for working with, with Marvel then, like with the, the Doctor Strange or the show, like which one came first? Well, the um, with my very first Marvel uh, show was Daredevil. Mm -hmm. uh, back when Phil Severo was coordinating uh, first season, really the show that kind of kicked everything off. Um, and I got into that actually through my relationship with Chris Brewster. Um, oh, cool. They needed someone who was similar to Scott's size, but they needed to move at a kind of a superhero kind of thing to match Matt mm -hmm. Murdock's movement. Um, so that was kind of my way in there, which was great. It was a huge blessing because, you know, first of all, meeting just meeting Scott Glenn, let yeah. alone... Uh, actually, doubling <laughs> was existential. It was great. Um, so that was that was really my introduction there. And when I got over towards Deadpool, also a Phil Severa job. Yeah, um, yeah, I noticed he did he did both. Yeah. 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 So he was doing a lot of the uh, motion capture work ahead of the work in Canada. Um, so, and he was actually doubling up. He would do Daredevil during the weekend. He would mm -hmm. get back on the weekend to LA and continue pushing Deadpool. Um, so I would come back this way and we would work on Deadpool. Um, he found that I was a good size for everything going on. And when it moved to Canada, you know, they have such talented guys up there. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I couldn't continue doubling, but you know, I got my, my feet wet there. <laughs> um, and, and Dr. Strange was actually through uh, another contact of mine. Uh, I worked with many years ago, Martin DeBoer, who is one of Benedict's go-to doubles from Star Trek. Oh, um, right. and Martin had put me in uh, to possibly work on the reshoots that they did here in L.A., and it just worked out. Uh, a couple of my friends were also working on the show. It was for Tom Harper, a uh, person that I hadn't worked for before, but is such a huge name in the business, so mm -hmm. it was just an, another blessing. But it was great fun. Um, there's nothing like standing on set in a Doctor Strange. <laughs> uh, it is an ego boost, to say the least. I was going to say, uh, it must be amazing. <laughs> just being in that cloak. His huge red cloak, they're beautifully designed, and when you're actually wearing it all, you just, you stand a little taller, <laughs> and you're smiling, like, waving at everyone, it's, it's great. Um, one of my favorite things about doing superhero TV shows is getting the opportunity to wear the clothes. It's, yeah. it's, it's a kid's dream, it's great. 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, my only experience of it is obviously dressing up for like Comic Cons and things. But if I get into that Jessica Jones outfit, I, I, yeah, I kind of feel much more badass than I am. Right. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, obviously, I imagine with working on Doctor Strange and comparing that to say something like Daredevil, it, it, the the work must be very different because Doctor Strange is, I, I, Daredevil was very street level, you know, the, the fighting, uh, he's a street level character, like they, they all are, like stickers, um, but Doctor Strange is not a physical fighter really, there's, I imagine it more like dance, because you've got to incorporate like the cloak and everything, would you find that? It, it's uh, it's very different movement, um, mm. and when you're in uh, positions to double multiple different roles and different people, uh, you kind of have to be prepared for that kind of thing. Um, it was a lot more of a, almost a Chinese style uh, mm-hmm. base for him because it's so much articulation of the hands and more of a focus, which is what translated into more of the magic um, yeah. that Doctor Strange uses. Um, so I have a bit of background in that as well, and it's really just working with good people that can help elevate you and you can elevate them so that you can pull off this very different movement from what is typical. Um, seeing the end product, I, I was absolutely stoked. You know, sometimes you're going through emotion and you're like, this is what I think. And what comes out is different, but it works even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so really it's just, uh, it's like I said before, just trying to be prepared for different situations. Um, when I got the call about it, I just started going back through my old, my old training, different Chinese styles, more Kung Fu, a little bit of Wei Chi Ru. And it just seemed to work out really well. Um, the, Special effects obviously bring it to a whole new level. Um, but, uh, I mean, Marvel special effects are just insane yeah. in general. Um, that was a gorgeous yeah. film as well. Oh, yes, yes. And and honestly, they uh, there are characters that people want to see that could be very easily not done well yeah. in the film. Um, it'd be very easy to screw up. And I thought they knocked Doctor Strange clear out of the park. Yeah. Um, everything that they gave us to do with everything they did in post, and of course, the acting on the film is amazing. Benedict Cumberbatch, watching him do a thousand takes of the same thing a different <laughs> way every time. It's just <laughs> uh, But yeah, especially when it moved back over towards Daredevil, um, first of all, um, I'm right-handed, and mm-hmm. Scott is, to quote Scott, thoroughly left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you'll notice all the sword work, or any of the weapon work that... Uh, stick does is all left-handed so that was a bit of a monkey in the wrench uh monkey in the wrench um <laughs> a bit of a script at the beginning because you start to create choreography and you go oh wait this mm. way now uh so you you have to adapt quickly but it's kind of it's part of the job it's it's a fun challenge uh to be able to perform stuff like that that you really are just getting the hang of and then you nail it so um, i guess that's something you can then bring to another role if you need to and that you've had that practice of working left-handed, you know, that you weren't that comfortable with at first. It's how you learn new things. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think one thing that's great about having a little bit more experience moving through the business is that you have this opportunity to learn new styles, to learn new weapons, and and use your your body and your performance in a different way on each job. So Mm -hmm. you just try to progress and get better and better and become more versatile, which is, uh, I mean, I think it's great to continue learning no matter what through life just keep learning something um so this job just has me continually doing that so it's just another gift it's great (laughs) 
Um, I have a question uh, talking about Doctor Strange that um, I my friend will never forgive me if I don't ask, which is how many times did you get killed by Dumamu during that scene? <laughs> uh, many, many times. Um, <laughs> the scene that I mentioned of uh, watching uh, Benedict do a thousand takes is that scene, of course, if you've yeah. seen the movie. Um, it's just that repetition and he, I think he did 50 straight takes over and over again of doing the dialogue and moving through. And we just were there for a few hours on one night, and I just kept falling in different ways <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Because that'll work, okay, do something different. That'll work, okay, the next one. And it, it, it's, I think the scene has a bit of comedy to it, but yeah. it, was, it was a bit of a bruising night. <laughs> it's it's one of my I love that scene so much it's so great <laughs> um I have a question as well about um because one of the we were talking a bit about obviously wearing the Doctor Strange costume but I one of the most fun things I imagine in your line of work is like getting dressed up not necessarily just as the superheroes but just so many different characters just these crazy outfits and I was looking through some of the photos on your website and it's just amazing because you've got like Doctor Strange and then you've got like Bloody Face from American Horror Story, which is awesome. I, my favorite season of American Horror Story is, is that one. Uh, so, yeah, I was really excited when I found out you did that. Um, but then then you've got other ones like a zombie and then different things. But there was one, and I, I was laughing because I was trying to work out what it was from, and I wanted to ask you. There's one photo where you're dressed as a priest, and I was kind of imagining what kind of stunt this priest did. So I was wondering if you could tell me about that. <laughs> um. That is actually from American Horror Story. Oh, really? Uh, there's um, in one scene I, I play an orderly um, and an actor on the show in the asylum bites my face off. Ah, <laughs> uh, and later on that. in that same episode, that actor, uh, essentially he's supposed to be being uh, baptized and he kind of turns it around and starts to drown the priest that was doing it. And I, I double Joe Fines who played that priest. Uh, being drowned. Uh, oh wow, I do remember so that. Because yeah, I think so there's it, the it, one of you with the the green screen nose as well. Was that from that as well? Right, that's the same thing. Yeah. Oh wow, um, oh that's so cool. That actually kept me very uh, very busy. The coordinator Tim Davison, uh, one of my favorite coordinators. Uh, we we just really got along. We had gotten a great workflow, and he just kept bringing me back to double different people, and I was able to play as you said, Bloody Face, um, a number of different. Uh, creatures called raspers, mm -hmm. uh, which is heavy prosthetic work, which is one of my favorite things to do, actually. I love creature and prosthetic work. Um, so anytime I get to dress up is always fun, but that show in particular has a very soft spot in my heart for <laughs> all the fun stuff I have to do on it. It's great. It's, I love that season. I, yeah, I think it's 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 great. Um, so I had a question, a couple of questions from our listeners. Uh, one was uh, from our listener, Megan, who's actually going to be uh, on our uh, episode tomorrow. And she wanted to know, in terms of working on Daredevil and Defenders, how do you find it doubling, or I guess for another any other role as well, how do you find it if you end up doubling for someone who is much older, in Scott Glenn's case, um, or much smaller than you? Because you're, you're quite a tall guy. You're 6'1", I believe. Yeah. So if you have, have you ever had that where you've been like matched up with someone and you're like, this guy's five foot. How am I going to double him? Well, um, one of the one of the things that will help get you uh, the job is something that's not really up to you, and it's just your height and mm -hmm. weight. Uh, weight you can deal with, but obviously height's different. Um, Scott and I were very close height wise, um, and 
I gradually, over the past couple of years, have gotten just a little bit bigger, a little bit broader. But season one of Daredevil Doubling Scott, we, we, were, we were fairly close. Um, and as far as movement goes, uh, Scott, even at his age today, mm-hmm. is such a badass. Um, he is someone that has never stopped learning and is always moving, uh, loves martial arts and all of its disciplines. Uh, he loves knife work. Huge oh, fan wow. of knife work. Yeah. Um, so anytime he sees me, he's like, oh, I learned a new technique, and he just goes to town and just starts working <laughs> on you. Um, w- one, one great little one-liner that I got from Scott that I like to share is we were sitting on set one night, and he just turns over to me, and he goes, have you ever been ice climbing? <laughs> ice, ice climbing? Uh, no, I, I can't say I have. Have, have, have you done it? He goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I did it for a while. You know, I'm always curious. It's just, uh, you know, it's something that really tests you. And, uh, you know, you know how I am. I, I love to do stuff like that. So I asked him how old he was when he did it. You know, how long ago was that, Scott? He goes, oh, I, I, it was just after my 60th birthday. <laughs> ice climbing. Yeah. Um, so as far as movement goes, Scott, Scott moves phenomenally well. Yeah. Um, for someone, especially someone for his age, but in, in general. Um, the only thing that I found that I needed to work on was finding the middle between Stick, the superhero, mm-hmm. um, and Stick, the elderly man, really, that he is. Um, so one thing that you start to do is you might slow down just a little bit just to show a bit of that age, but still leave room to show that impressive ability, you know, that years and years of training that needs to be on, on film. Um, and Scott was great about we would always try to work something out, and I like to... Anytime I'm doubling, I like to watch my actor as much as I can and try yeah. to pick up little subtle things that can help anything really sell the movement. Um, but there were some things where Scott would just look at me and go, well, I'm not doing that, so whoever you want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we, we did a, a descender, which is uh, you're attached on a wire, and it essentially you jump out over a space, and you start to decel, and the line just slows you down just before you get to the ground. Um, and I went to Scott and I asked him, hey, is there any position you, you'd like to land in or anything like that, something you want to see? Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, you do it great. Do it your way. Oh. <laughs> um, which, which is not always the case. Sometimes an actor is very, very specific, which can be great because that means you know they have a very specific vision they want you to do and they trust you to do it. Um, but it's also a gift to have an actor look at you and go, have fun. Um, <laughs> and Scott was great. And uh, with his knowledge and background of sword and blade, uh, we always tried to work with him on what uh, he feels better with doing. So obviously he's going to look better, and I can always adapt to try and do more of what he wants to see or what he wants to do, um, like learning to do everything left-handed. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I think one of the yeah. other things I wondered as well about playing stick was, do you – and I guess this I, – I, I don't think I asked Chris Brewster this. In terms of, like, playing – stick or or matt murdoch when you're doing the fight scenes how does the the fact that like the character of stick never makes eye contact with anyone because obviously he is he is a blind man how does that impact when you're doing a fight scene in terms of your movement uh well really uh you try would you try to keep the movement about the same because though he is a blind character Mm -hmm. he is blind for so long trained so much that it shouldn't affect his movement as much it's really just head positioning almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll, and if you see any background footage, you'll see Chris Brewster and myself, we'll start walking through a fight and then we'll do it a second time and we both go like this and turn our <laughs> heads off and 
away because this is where you're going to be during the whole yeah. thing. Um, but uh, once you've really locked a fight in, the, something we try to do is keep that safe distance, um, especially when working with another actor. So you're always trying to leave a safe gap. And when you look off and away, you really just have to trust yourself and your, that actor has to trust you to make sure that you're still not going to make contact even though I have no eye contact with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just comes from practice and, and training. Um, so it's, uh, it's really just trying to sell that, that positioning, that look off positioning. Actually, Scott's is a little bit more, this, <laughs> every conversation. <laughs> um, uh, one of our other listeners, Luigi had a question, which is, do you ever tell people that you are Deadpool or Dr. Strange? Because technically you did play them as well. <laughs> You've got to have bragging rights. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I guess, you know, if it comes up in conversation, um, I, I'm not someone that will usually bring it up. My uh, my girlfriend, I call her my my poster board. Um, she uh, she's the first to tell anyone. Um, <laughs> I did this? I doubled that guy. Um, but I, I'm just I'm very fortunate to do it, and I uh, I feel like there's there's a mentality amongst a lot of stunt people that are we're still the background performers, mm -hmm. and as much fun as we have, and as much limelight as we you know sometimes might want, yeah, it's still a job, and as my job really is to make them look good. Um, mm -hmm. So as long as they look good and everyone's excited about the character and what they did, that's good enough for me. And then it also means you, do, unlike the actors, you don't have to go on the publicity tours and do all of that. <laughs> that stuff that they usually I, hate. I, I, quietly, and they yeah. can have all of um, so one of the things I I wanted to ask as well is, would what would be your advice for someone that wanted to get into stunt work? Like, do you have any advice for them? Um, I'd say, you know, uh, there's there's always influxes in the business of, of uh, you know, a younger generation. We always need young blood coming in. Um, be humble. Work mm -hmm. harder than you think you need to um, because that extra work is what is going to make you prepared for that unknown opportunity. Um, always try and be as focused as you can and have fun along the way. Um <laughs> It's, uh, you know, you always want to try to come in with something that specifically that you do that you can bring to the table, um, but you want to be well-rounded. So really just that, that focus and that, that effort that you need to put in will pay off in the end. So try to make that fun. Make your training fun and, and work with people that you like working with, and it won't feel like a job. You'll be prepared for all these opportunities, and you just have a blast the whole time. <laughs> I think that's good advice for life as well, you know, in general. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, you meet you meet a lot of people that, wow, you know, that's working in the film industry. That must be so glamorous. That must be so nice. And there's definitely, there are huge upsides to my job, but, mm -hmm. you know, there are downsides as well. And it's just how you manage them um, that really dictate whether you're doing a job or you're just living. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you can do what you love for a living, you're very lucky. I get to do half of my living is drawing and that's what I love. And then I get to, it means I can, you know, do stuff like this, which I love doing as well. Right. I get to podcast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to ask was, uh, obviously with, with Stick, poor Stick, this might be his final series. <laughs> Unfortunately, he had the chance to kill Electra several times and never took it. Um, and he does get killed by Electra in, in The Defenders. 
Um, but I was going to say, in the comics, he does get reincarnated as a baby. So there you go. You could come back. <laughs> uh, as this, uh, when I first read the script and I saw that scene, uh, you know, at first you get sad. And you're like, oh, well, that's too bad. You know, I love working with Scott. This might not be a job anymore. And, um, you know, don't get to work with these people. But then you think, it's Marvel. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they uh, they like to pick a good storyline, and then they kind of like to make tweaks to it uh, as far as, you know, the different people that have put out the comic books and things. And I'm curious to see what they do with it. Um, and I have a feeling that we'll end up seeing Stick again, and we'll just see in what form that'll be. I hope so. I would also love to see some other flashbacks to, like, Stick with um, young Matt Murdock training him. Because uh, obviously then you, you worked with um, uh, Skylar. I don't know Skylar's stunt double's name, but uh, I thought Skylar was fantastic as young Matt Murdock. I'd love to see some more of that stuff. Yes, that was great. And, and you know, it's always interesting trying to do a fight scene uh, with a, a kid. With a yeah. <laughs> um, you always want to be a little bit uh, extra safe as much as you can, uh, but still you know sell the scene. And Skylar was always down for it. What, whatever needed to be done, he really wanted to make that look good, and you know that just—I think it shows through in his his performance. He's continued to work in film and TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it would be great to go back and do some more. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm hoping so. No one ever really dies in Marvel. Come on. There's all that yeah. hand juice still lying around that could bring Stick back. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to come back. Um, so there was no bad blood then between you and um, and Lauren Kim for her killing you. <laughs> No, no. Um, I've known Lauren for many years now, and uh, it's funny. Most of my time doubling Scott has actually been fighting Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, five or six fights, I think, has just been Lauren and myself. So, um, it's uh, once you get in there, when we got in there on that last fight, and we knew what the end result of the fight would be. You know, we're we're both kind of a little bummed about it, but at the same time. Uh, you just want to make the fight that much better and just mm-hmm. put out something even greater. And Lauren is super talented, and I'm sure she will be doubling someone else, and I will be doubling someone else, and we'll get to fight again. Uh, oh, I always, hope so. <laughs> you know, I would say my job is to play fight with my friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I'll be talking to Lauren soon as well, so I'm looking forward to, to asking her about how it felt to, to kill you on the series. <laughs> I still hold a grudge. I will. I'll I'll tell her. I'll tell her. So was there there any favorite bits from uh, Defenders um, or Daredevil as well that's your favorite moment that you were really proud of that you can think of? Hmm, A favorite? Um, Well, definitely something that will always stick out is first day meeting Scott um, because he he is such a such a presence and such a an energetic man who's so accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that will always stick out to me. Um, I think in Daredevil, it was really, it was really getting to do that first fight. Um, myself and Chris Brewster, um, with Charlie and Scott and, and they, Charlie and Scott were down to do so much. Um, and that was, that was a fight that when we first looked at it, we were thinking, this is pretty big. This mm-hmm. is pretty long. We could do some great stuff here. And was that the one in know, the apartment? All- Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, and it's always a, uh, you know, you're always kind of fighting the clock. You know, you always work long hours. 
but those hours on set are taken up doing a lot of different things, shooting a lot of different things. So you want to use that time as efficiently as possible. Um, and we still got to do so many fun things, um, and the crew was great to work with. Those were the greatest probably two days I think I had on Daredevil. It's just super fun um, working with friends again, just play fighting with my friends. Uh, <laughs> and in, in Defenders, um, I feel like doing the fight with uh, Sigourney, mm-hmm. uh, when Scott is, spoiler alert, when he's, uh, <laughs> when he's uh, handcuffed to the pipe and things. Um, so good. That was, th- that was a really fun day, too. Um, Scorny was down to do so much, and of course, Elodie is, you know, always trying to just be more of Electra and do more. And uh, Lauren does a good job of trying to keep her at bay, keeping her safe. Uh, <laughs> but it was just such a fun day, you know, working. That was with a, a first kind of fight with a, a new coordinator, but also someone I've known for many, many years, Matt Mullins, um, who handled the whole show fantastically. Um, and was super talented, actually, Matt Mullins' wife, um, both working in the business, and I've known her for years as well. So um, those are kind of two of the main experiences I feel like that were just fun doubling Scott working on set in those shows. But I got to do a couple ND spots that were kind of fun too. Um, little things in the boardroom, that big, big oh, yeah, long yeah. boardroom fight. with uh, um, Got to do some fun stuff there. And anytime you get to do a big fight scene and it's you and 30 of your friends – playing bad guys uh, <laughs> it's another day that just doesn't feel like work yeah uh, and those days always stick out to me just super fun um you know sweating working hard but still just laughing your way through the day awesome awesome um well i'm gonna i, I wanted to mention as well about daredevil so i'm going to to stroke your ego a bit more so just to just to warn you you know in advance but um, I always say to everyone who worked on Daredevil, I'm a massive Daredevil fan in particular for a character. I've read the comics since I was about 10. I have a Daredevil tattoo. I always promised myself I'd get a Daredevil tattoo when there was a version of the character that I deemed worthy. So I didn't get one for the film, but season one came out. I was crying in the first two minutes, <laughs> um, So, which I did tell John Patrick Hayden because he was the first one on screen. I said, you made me cry within two minutes. Um, so I got a tattoo for that. I have issue number one on my wall. And I really think you guys in season one, like, nailed it. Like, just nailed the show. And it was, uh, speaking as a fan, obviously I can't speak for everyone, but speaking for, for this fan, it was one of my favourite televisual watching experiences of my life because it just brought that character that meant so much to me to life and um, the characters around him. I was so pleased Scott Glenn was cast as Stick. He's been my fan casting for a long, long time. Um, same thing with Vincent D'Onofrio, same thing with Elden Hens. It was like Marvel peeked into my brain and did some of the casting and you guys just did such an awesome job. So I want to say a big thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um... I felt very, very similarly going into, um, you know, like I said, I didn't have as much experience growing up with comic books, but once I actually read uh, what their plan was really as far as progressing this character and and how to really introduce him, I was blown away. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was just as excited to actually see the final product as work on it. Um, So thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, you're welcome. Um, So I don't want to keep you obviously too long because you've been so generous with your time. Um, but I wanted to ask you as well, um, sort of a couple more questions. Do you have a dream role to, like, do a, if you could, like, double any character, like a, I don't know, a James Bond or something, is there any character that you 
would just love to to double Donatello <laughs> anyone like that <laughs> you know what actually if, if I had the chance um you know th- there's a there's uh, four great guys that have been doubling the Ninja Turtles in the past two new release films that they did um and they do phenomenal work I mean just watching some of their background training um and previs of their fights is it just exceptional stuff um, but I would always love the shot to uh, do some staff work as Donatello. I think that would be a huge, uh, huge childhood dream. Just to, just to say I did. Yeah. Um, that would have to. That would probably be it. You know, there's a lot of superheroes out now, uh, but it's difficult to say because I know most of their doubles already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they do such a phenomenal job. Um, but I think, uh, I think the one that I'd have to try and put my foot down for is trying to do some staff work as, as Donatello. That would be great. They could do, uh, if they do the long-awaited Gambit movie, there you go. That's his weapon of choice. They they keep pushing it off, but I I would love for that um, to come back. Um, Anytime I see staff work come up, you know, they did a lot of uh, staff trident kind of work coming up for uh, Aquaman films. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was working on another job while they were prepping that one, but I got to see some of the things they put together and just got antsy, like just really wanted to be part (laughs) of it. So uh, I'm hoping one of these times uh, the stars will align and I'll be able to uh, do some big staff work for uh, some big characters soon. Awesome. That would be great. Um, So I wanted to ask you as well, sort of as a last thing, do you have any projects coming up um, that you can talk about? Obviously, I don't want you to spoil anything for Punisher and get Marvel to send snipers after you, you know, um, the shield snipers. Um, But is there anything coming up that you can talk about that people can sort of look out for? Um. Well, can't talk about. I've been doing a lot of uh, different day playing while I'm out here in LA. So I've been uh, doing some of that prosthetic work. A, a big show coming out with Seth MacFarlane is Orville. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Which I was very excited on, and I, I got to do a number of different things on that show. Uh, super funny, uh, great crew of people. Uh, Orville, there's a show called Chance that I've been working on with Steve Davison. Um, there's some stuff coming up um, that I can't really talk about yet. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited about. Uh, so hopefully in the near future I will be able to share that. But uh, you'll you'll always catch this mug somewhere random on a TV show or in a film <laughs> or something like that. Awesome, that's so cool. And I guess um, I should mention as well. Obviously, if people want to follow what you're doing, your website is. Uh, let's see if I get this right. Jetonproductions.com. Correct. Yes. So it's like J-E-A-T-O-N Productions.com. Is they are you on social media? Can people follow you on Instagram or Twitter or anything? I'm not on Twitter, but you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just searching my name, Jeeton underscore is me on Instagram. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. I don't really Twitter. I guess I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> you can find me everywhere else. Uh, and I... the website has some big updates in the in the making, so hopefully those will be up within the next month or so. Uh, I'm really excited about that stuff too. And the photos on there, as I said before, are really fun. There's really fun photos on there, like behind-the-scenes stuff. It's great. Yeah, I, I love it, but uh, it's difficult to – some jobs you work on, you can't really be like, hey, Mom, check out what I did. <laughs> uh, and a lot of those photos are not something that your mom wants to see you with, like, man. <laughs> but I love them. I think they're great. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Any Anything with, like, prosthetics, I'm I'm a big fan of as well, like you were saying. I think – Anything like that is just so much fun. That just must be a blast to do. Well, it, it's it's funny. A lot of stunts, you know, involves a level of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kind of acting you get to do 
when you are, say, a creature or a superhero or something like that, covered in prosthetics or just a, a gnarly outfit, um, it's very different and it's it's freeing and elevating at the same time and it can be a bit scary and I, I love that rush. It's something you don't often get to do and I'm really privileged to be able to do it as often as I do. So it's, it's awesome fun. Cool. That's so great. Well, thank you so much, honestly, for, for being really generous with your time early in the LA morning. Um, and obviously you're really, really busy, which is, is great to hear because I, yeah, we just want to see you pop up in everything and I can't wait to, to see you pop up in Punisher as well when that comes out. Um, uh, in November, I think it is coming out. But yeah, thank you so much. And I know um, my co-hosts are going to enjoy everything coming up in the, the rest of Defenders. Um, sure. Yeah, because we've got a lot of like awesome fight stuff coming up, a lot of stuff with Stick, and I, I just can't wait for them to see it. Um, yeah, but thanks so much, Justin. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. it was no fun. worries. And we'll have to catch up in the future if, uh, if Stick comes back. Definitely. Reach out anytime. Cool. Thanks so much. Have a good day, yeah? You too. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!